Where Ideas Launch, the podcast for the sustainable innovator. We won't save the planet by recycling 50% of our waste. We save it by not creating waste. Season two goes heavily into circular business models and innovation while creating a space to discuss issues important to our society, like education. Join me and my guest as we explore and create pathways toward a future for the planet. In this episode, we're going to be discussing with a very old friend of mine on the topic of future talent. Harry Vargas is a dynamic HR leader and change agent. He's passionate about driving transformation for capacity building and growth through commercially relevant and pragmatic organizational and talent strategies. He has 20 years of multi-market and cultural experience, successfully leading and developing diverse teams at local, regional and global levels. Harry joined Microsoft in 2020 to lead human resources and the culture and people transformational agenda for the growing regional hub based in Costa Rica, serving LATAM and the US. Harry is Costa Rican and grew up in Colombia. Harry, welcome to Where Ideas Launch. Hi, Catherine. I'm so happy to see you after a few years now. Uh, Thank you for having me. Really wonderful to have you on the show. Let me set the scene a bit. We've had about five years of digital transformation happen in one incredible year that has been 2020. And looking at the world's stock markets, technology firms have significantly benefited from this upheaval, while traditional industries have suffered from the decline in overall spending, I'd say, and, and the closure of retail. The impact on jobs has been significant, but buffered by state assistance in many places. And many more people are now in what we could describe as the hustle economy. My first question for you is, how have these changes affected traditional organizations from your background? And how do you think they can effectively respond? Sure. I, I think this is one of those things that uh, when you when you get a real challenge, it brings an opportunity. And I think that's what has happened in, in this new environment. Uh, if you talk about digital transformation, I think in most companies we have been talking about this for at least 10 years. But every time it gets to the point where you have to prioritize the investments and, and put some money behind it, maybe it was not prioritized. And there were other things before doing this. So, so in, in this new context that we're living in, now I think companies simply did not have an option to wait any longer and started to to rethink how to to work around this that that was for me an opportunity but at the same time a huge challenge so as you have seen some companies have been able to to move faster than than others uh, but everyone is trying to do something about it the the other thing that i noticed is that consumers at least over the last uh, year actually adapted way faster to the digital environment than companies way faster because we didn't pretty much have a choice and we had to adapt the way we do things in in, in many aspects of, of life. So again, it was one more challenge and burning platform for, for companies to do really something about this and, and do it quick. Obviously, it had an impact on, on cultures and how, especially for more traditional organizations, we stop and think, how do we rethink the way in which we do business, the way in which we engage with consumers and our employees inside the organization so that we can be uh, faster, more agile. Agility is one of, of, of those terms that also we have been using for quite a while, but now is it's, it's a must. You really have to be 
agile in order to to adapt to everything we need to do differently. So the traditional ways of making decisions in companies that were pretty much centralized or maybe too slow, uh, that maybe didn't have specific space for innovation. Uh, we simply had to stop and do something different about it and, and it impacted on, on the culture. So I think that's the, the first thing I, I noticed. Then there, there, there was obviously an impact also on rethinking what are the skills that we need, what sort of profiles we will need to bring into the organization so that we have a more diverse way of looking at the opportunities in the market and understanding consumers. And again, diversity and inclusion and all those things is, is not new. It's something that has been around for years, but uh, finally we get organizations to see the, the imminent value of this and, and it's a matter of life or death. Uh, sorry for being that dramatic, but, but now we're, we're facing it. So I think, yes, very challenging, but it put every company in a situation where you had to simply change the way you were doing things and, and come up with, with a new picture of success and come up with different things of doing doing business. Even for HR, you know, I, I, I spend most of my time working in, in HR strategies and, and programs and, and very similar conversations we had had over the years in terms of how to have a work environment that was more flexible, that maybe was more agile, that maybe had an opportunity to integrate different technologies and, and simply to be you know, closer to people and acknowledging that we're not just working with machines. Um, and, and those were very complex conversations uh, for, for things that today are so, so obvious. Remote working and that kind of thing. Uh, many companies, again, were discussing that for years and didn't make a, a, you know, a decision around it. But simply they did not have any choice. Yes. Any longer. So, so I think that's that's what we have faced uh, overall. It's a it's a cultural shift in putting finally the consumer at the core, and then bringing this flexibility into the organizations to do whatever it takes yes. to to rethink and and survive. As you touched on it, I wanted to get into your thoughts on the implications on skills for, for organizations. So I know you're sitting now from the perspective of Microsoft, and I'm, I'm going to come to that for sure. sure. But what are the implications on, on individual skill sets, given that we've had so much transformation happen so quickly? Yes, yes. I was, I was reading um, a paper from the World Economic Forum on future of, of jobs. And if you put it simply, quite cold, it's uh, a world that has been split in essential workers, remote workers, and then the ones that have been unfortunately displaced. And uh, if, you, if you look at the, the situation we have is workplace that is really requiring a good combination of some of the classic skills, like like leadership and good management, you know, the, the good old things, but now bringing more agility and some more specific skills like uh, data science, understanding of artificial intelligence, innovation, adaptability, uh, remote leadership, managing hybrid teams, being more resilient, full understanding of how Teams need to be self-directed now in this remote world and, and this capacity to help your teams to connect virtually 
and to still maintain that that sort of cultural feeling even if we're not together anymore physically so it's a it's a good combination of of some of the skills that we used to work around over the last few years but maybe with a lens that is more more agile more modern integrating technologies and and that sort of things if you look at the the kind of jobs that that in the future will be more required in the in the in the future of, of jobs all of them have to do with those facilitators of digital transformation to to begin with uh, people that have a lot to do with data analytics data science uh, machine learning learning expe- specialists since now all of that is changing as well engineers uh, software developers information security we, we've had many threats over the last few years, but you, you are seeing now what is happening. So, so those very more specific and modern skills are, are things that, uh, that, that we're seeing. It obviously, it doesn't mean that now everyone has to know and be an expert around those things, but at least we need to be very aware of how to live in an environment that, that requires those, those skills and, and how we can learn some of those and how we can you know, adapt to to the new ways ways of working. Yeah, I know. I know that this this one's going to be an interesting question. I think for my listeners. So we know that as we get older, the ability to learn new things and to assimilate rapidly with ease sort of diminishes. Right? We can always be lifelong learners. That's that's obviously something that we can we can maintain throughout our lives. However, we know that we get slower, and as we get slower things are accelerating, right? The, the rate of change of technology is way faster than, than anything we've ever known. So what would you recommend for people sort of in their mid-career stages, sort of managerial type roles, who may be in their 40s or 50s or so, that are either out of work or looking for new work? What would you recommend that they do? And how do they overcome the, bi- the natural bias we might have to adult learners? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question and, and a challenging one, um, and a very common one, I guess, in this particular time, you know, with with many of us trying to adapt and and look for for new things. Uh, I would say, and maybe it sounds very simple, but I, I would start by looking around and assessing who my competition is in terms of talent. Because when, when you get to a point in which you are already a manager, middle manager, or have relevant experience, that's good. You feel confident. But take a look around. Who are your competitors? What sort of skills are the other people that you will be you know, fighting against to get the, those nice jobs? What do they have? What, do, what have they learned uh, more recently? Which of those skills that I mentioned uh, recently they possess and I still don't have because I I can bring all of that experience, which is great. And, and there must be a good balance in organization with new talent and also the ones that, you know, help us navigate through changes with more experiences. But we we need to be realistic. We, we will be competing with those that have more naturally learned the new abilities. So once we assess who we are competing against then we can prioritize where do we need to go on and learn and and yes maybe we will take some more time to learn a few things but we we really need to be very conscious and and intentional on what are the two or three things that i need to acquire in the next 12 months and go and get them and 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 reskill 
your yourself uh, quickly. That that I think is the the one thing that I would uh, prioritize. The other one is is the world of of having good connections, good networking. Again, nothing new. But what is new is that is is completely remote now. Again, it's completely virtual. How how do you keep a, a network that that is serving you and that um, that you can you can learn a lot from it, but you can also get access to the opportunities that are around. More than 70% of jobs that that open, especially uh, at managerial level, the the first time they open, they would do it just internally. And only when they have decided that they don't have an internal talent or they don't know someone from outside, they would open it as a, as a vacancy, let's say. So the more connections you have, the higher the chances that you will at least have visibility of one of those opportunities. So, so connections more than ever and being creative about getting those connections. Active is, is, is the second point. And then the third, I would say, be flexible. Many people have, and especially around around the, the, the middle management of today, they have probably built careers in the more traditional way. And it is simply different today. We, we don't even talk about careers per se anymore. We talk about skills and we talk about experiences and we talk about, you know, the, the, the type of very specific needs that a company has and then what is the profile that we will bring, but we don't bring any more traditional careers, let's say, for, for, for the new jobs. So, so you got to be flexible and then assess again, what are the skills that I have and, and where do I fit in in the new opportunities that might be around? And that flexibility will help in bringing more opportunities, in opening up conversations and being flexible about you know, everything. So, so that I think um, is, is one of those concrete things that, that, you, could, that you could do. I had an interesting conversation on this podcast as well with someone who's looking into learning futures. And one of the things that he said was that um, purpose is sort of akin to attention and where where purpose is, attention goes. And I, I reflected on this in terms of, you know, as organizations start to introduce things like ESG and, and get more alignment to bigger goals that are not just about stakeholder wealth and the, the impact this could have on people's ability to learn and assimilate faster. I don't know if you have any reflections on that. I thought it was an interesting um, way to put it. Yes, I, I think lear- learning faster, as you said, is one of those things that are a must today. And, and it starts with being humble. If I've learned one thing over the last couple of years is is how can I be more humble in in terms of how much I have to learn? And then that opens up uh, great opportunities for you to, first of all, to feel better because you don't you no longer feel like you have, you know everything because you've been around for twenty years or whatever. And, and 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 even brings you know self-motivation into wait, wait, wait a minute, there's a lot. I can do differently and, and of course that I can learn and, and again goes back to these abilities that you need today because even if you go as I said a couple of minutes ago if, it, if even if you go and learn one of the most in fashion let's say uh, skills of today maybe in 18 months there will be something else for sure that you will have to learn so so it just has to be continuous we we, we gotta we gotta get good at it 
Yeah, I, I heard another quote, which was, um, we are typically, or in the past, we have been able to maintain competitive advantage within eight years or so. But now that competitive advantage has shrunk to one year, which yeah. is why the acceleration of learning, right? So so it does put a lot of implications on on the workforce. So I want to I want to move to to potentially the last question. When we look at the the future workplace in let's say three to five years, I potentially see a blended workplace, right? So machines and people. What are what are your thoughts on managing in such an environment and, and what does it actually mean? Yes, the the hybrid work that that is uh, one of those challenges that companies are are discussing. Every day that passes, we see it closer. You know, last year there were lots of conversations that the, the world is going to turn hybrid. Uh, in terms of working, we are there almost, uh, depending on the region you you live. In, but but it is a challenge. I, I think first of all, it doesn't mean that machines will take over the human value, right? Because that that's one of the big fears around. Will will machines and artificial intelligence and all that um, eliminate all the jobs? There, there will be replacements. Yes, there there will be some evolution on, on that side, but but the value of, of the human knowledge and agility to learn and make things better, et cetera, will always remain. So so I think a, a, a good manager would make the best use of the skills that he or she has to add value to the, 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 the processes that, he, that they are dealing with, right? And to make people, to, to be challenging at the same time, for them so that they understand that they need to keep on learning, reskilling, acquiring these new these new abilities. That is that is one thing. The the other thing that I think is even bigger than that, and, and it's a challenge for, for companies and, and obviously for managers is, and you talk about purpose a while ago, uh, no, no matter what sort of jobs we end up having, purpose more than ever is one of those things that, that we're seeing that uh, everyone is, is valuing as, as the thing that will move me, that will engage me, that will keep me or not in, in a company. So, so companies that are very clear in articulating what is the legacy and what, what is the purpose that we have, but you as an individual, when you come in, this is, this is what you will be able to do. Uh, that, that is an advantage. The, we, we've been talking about quality of life and fulfilling, fulfillment of, of, of the work you do and, and that sort of thing for years. But now, again, is more important than, than ever because people are prioritizing differently what they value and what they want to dedicate their energy and time to. Um, so in, in this future workplace, hybrid or not, people will will look at where can I get the best experience? Where can I balance my life in a, in a better way? Where can I learn more? Where can I have flexibility to do different activities and jobs and not have to wait five, eight years to, to do something different? And, 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 and then organizations are rethinking how to do this, how to manage career differently, how to plan for talent management in a different way. And, and everyone is learning at the same time, companies and, and people. So, so I think it, it, it is a challenging environment. It has already started, but the companies that are, that are more likely to succeed are those that are listening 
actively to understand, okay, what are the new things that that people value and therefore we need to adapt in the in the company. You, you cannot force people any longer just to to wait and and see what the company will will do. No, they will have many options somewhere yes. else and, and you gotta be prepared for that. This one is to do with probably the health and well-being aspect because we we kind of touched on it in this last yes. response you had. And I think that that we're in a situation now where all of this acceleration is creating, as well as the, the general wear and tear of the pandemic itself, but it's creating a lot of mental health issues, a lot of anxiety yes. issues. That's that's increasing as we go. How are organizations responding to that? Yes, that is one of the priorities at, at the moment. Um, it's It's been a year already, at least for most people in this situation. At the beginning, it was more around basic things like, like learning to work remotely, virtually, like learning to manage your time and tasks and all of that. But, but after a long period of time, people are burned out and, and, and we are lacking this social contact, uh, not, not only with families and, and loved ones, but, but the things that we used to maybe take for granted when we were in the office interactions, collaboration, faster decision making, less complexity when 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 dealing with issues that would involve people from various areas and, and that sort of thing, or simply having a conversation on the water cooler with someone to talk about something else that is not work. Uh, so, so people are really needing that and, and organizations have been really focusing now, the good ones, on how to again first let's learn what people are are needing at the moment and but but let's also respect their space so in in an idea world a great company would come up with a this this is the menu of things that we can offer from wellness activities meditation physical exercise options or simply go and take additional days off to disconnect and recharge or get and learn something new. So there's a, there's a nice combination of things that have to do with, with mental health, physical health, um, learning different things, just getting out of the current environment, but then hopefully giving you the choice to, to pick whatever you choose whenever you feel like you need it. Yeah. So that, that combination of having various options, but but also letting people deal with it in their private space uh, whilst having the support of company be behind is, is, I think, a good uh, balance because at the beginning it was very much programmed. So now everybody's going to come on Fridays for yoga, yoga hour, right? And, and those things were nice at the beginning, but now people are just tired of that. So just give me my space, give me the options, and I'll do whatever and whenever I need. Uh, so, so that's that's something we're we're learning from. Te technology is is supporting a lot of those things. Uh, thank God we can we can still have all those those uh, yoga, meditation, or cooking lessons, or whatever it is you like uh, virtually. It it hasn't been a um, a restriction of a barrier in that sense, but but the variety of it and and how you keep it um, creative uh, is one of the challenges we're we're facing. For sure. Harry, thank you so much for your time. This has been a wonderful session. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you today by Career Sketching with Catherine Ann Byam and the space where ideas launch. 
Career Sketching is a leadership development and coaching brand offering personalized career transition and transformation services. The Space Where Ideas Launch offers high performance group leadership coaching and strategy facilitation to businesses in the food and health sectors. To find out more, contact Catherine Ann Byam on LinkedIn.